Hello and welcome to Pocket Monster Radio. We here at PMR cannot guarantee clean, family-friendly content. So, to all those neat kiddos who have found us, we appreciate the listen. But please check back in when you're older. Hopefully we're still doing this thing. Now, enjoy the show. Ah, the mountain air is delicious. It's Pocket Monster Radio. I'm your host, Stephen Weber. Uh, with me today is Matt Hurd. Present. Carl May. What up? And up in Columbus, Ohio, Mark Atkins. Hi. Uh, what do we think of that trainer greeting? It's the best so intro beautiful. ever. Uh, hey, man, so, as, as somebody so who's hiked those mountains, there's nothing like that taste of mountain air. <laughs> I know, just cool, crisp air, early morning. And you're going to You know, it. this might be a hot take, but you can't get air like that in the city. <laughs> can't get air like that in the city. Oh, God. Okay, I, I, I want to start out with uh, some corrections from episode two. Uh, <laughs> that things uh, that I said wrong. Um uh, I just want to clarify the, that the reason Gen 6 was small was uh, because they introduced Megas and Fairy Type. I c- kind of covered that in two separate sections, though. During them, I forgot that it's both of them, and I just talked about as if it was one of them. Uh, I said, see you next week. Absolutely nothing about the break was one week. Um, it's been like three weeks since we recorded. This is going to release the next day after... Uh, the previous episode and um, our normal break is two weeks. So <laughs> no, we're gonna do one every week. So, so even if it wasn't part of the initial flurry, it would still be incorrect. Yeah, the <laughs> very wrong everything. Uh, and in case you were wondering, uh, the Primus song that I liked, I think it was a uh, Southbound uh, Patchy Derm. Pachyderm. Pachyderm. I think that's what that right. word is. I bet there's some sweet bass slaps and pops in it. Uh, yeah, it's good. And very yeah, little vocals them. from Wes, which is good. Less. Um, isn't it? Oh, yeah, it is less. Whatever. Less Claypool is more Claypool, baby. <laughs> uh, Brian can trade from his reproduction cartridge. The issue was that I, I gave him a broken cable. <laughs> I, gave him, <clears throat> I gave him my other cable, and it worked fine. And then I remembered that... Uh, that that one hasn't worked in about 10 years. Sorry, Brian. <laughs> so really what you're saying is last episode, you failed. Oh, yeah. I fucked up all over the place. Also, <laughs> I said PPS, and it is uh, P-S-S for the... Oh, I can't remember what it stands for. It's the friend thingy. You can click on their name and, and battle them. Uh, if we're doing corrections, I will say that when I listen back to the episodes, I contradicted myself on many occasions. Um, I'm not going to specify any of them, but a sharp-eared listener or even just like a dull-eared listener will probably notice me contradicting myself and will notice me continuing to contradict myself as the show goes on. Uh, I've got. Uh, we'll get to your Carl's correction corner in a second. Um, uh, Kenny's not here to defend himself, so this is a little unfair. But at one point, he said, "Did say the bones and skeleton of uh, the game." <laughs> Just redundant. And uh, next episode, uh, Kenny can tell me that that's an unfair uh, making fun of him. So, 
Carl. Uh, uh, this is going to be the first uh, time we do this segment. Carl's Correction Corner. All of us are dumb shits about Pokemon. Carl is not. So uh, go ahead and list all of the things we said wrong. Okay. I won't list all of them. <laughs> but some of the ones that were pretty blatant. First and foremost, it is pronounced Snivy. <laughs> I don't know. Did all where... of us say Sneevy? Yeah, you all said Sneevy. I'm okay. just like, what the hell, Sneevy? What? <laughs> There's no E. It's yeah, S N I V Y. <laughs> and as one of my favorite starters, I have to set the record straight. It is Snivy. Which which one does Snivy turn into? A superior. Oh, that's right. And my is that Gen Four? That's Gen Five. Five. Word word word. Oh and... no shit. Fun fact with Snivy, uh, it became it wasn't competitive in black and white, but it did become more competitive once a secondary ability was added to it, which was contrary. How do you what does get that do? Secondary uh, ability. It's a secret secret ability. How do you get oh. it though? Uh, there's different ways for different like Pokemon. Breeding it in yeah, a later breeding game. Okay. And stuff like that. Gotcha. That makes sense. What does contrary do? Uh, so when it just flips the stats, uh, sat gain or loss. So if you're going to lose attack from intimidate, you actually gain attack. No, oh, it whoa. doesn't. Yeah. And, but no, if, it doesn't. Yeah. I'm just kidding. My hidden ability is also contrary. <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh, you're okay. I'm going to cut out my what there and pretend I got the joke. <laughs> yeah, it was a pretty obvious joke. <laughs> Pretty obvious joke. <laughs> uh, other corrections. There was mention of a Detective Pikachu sequel game. Yeah, there's there's, there's none in the works. Yeah, there's been none announced. I doubt that was there... full. That was fully hypothetical and artificial. I, I can't remember, but I don't think there was any discussion of like, yeah, there's a sequel coming out. It was I, just like, I there's think, no I way think, they're not gonna capitalize. I think somebody did say that they well. thought there was one, but. Yeah, uh, just going to set the rescue straight. There's yeah. none coming out. Nothing's been remotely announced. Uh, next correction. Uh, the Terran forms for the three legendary Roman beasts, uh-huh. they were added in black and white too. You cannot get them in the original black and white. Yeah. And uh, you said the way you got them was through like a secondary mini game. You, you can only get them. There's, there's another way you can get them. Uh, there's an item called does it switch therefore yes okay i think the only way you can catch them is in uh pokemon dream radar uh yeah the items some sort of mirror and basically their forms are different in this mirror world so by using the mirror on them they change forms gotcha next there should be a lot more uh-huh. I forgot to bring my list to <laughs> Jesus Christ. I forgot to bring my list to the recording session. It's sitting at my Christ. desk at work. You said three of them. That's why you do everything in Google Docs because then you have it everywhere. Listen, listeners, I think just based on that, it's pretty obvious that Carl is the uh, king dork among us yeah. as far as Pokemon <laughs> He's pushing his goes. glasses up on his face right now as we speak. Uh, I'm the only one with glasses on this recording at all. <laughs> uh, I, have con- I have contact lenses. Indeed. Um. Well, I think we've uh, covered enough corrections uh, from the last two episodes. Uh, since um, 
Mark, myself, Kenny, and Brian have talked about our favorite legendaries, and you guys are going to be uh, hosts just as often. What are your favorite legendaries? Carl? It's sort of hard to say. Uh, I just like go with, I'll go with uh, Victini, purely because when I was playing through Black and White, there was a uh, event, if you got it within the first month, you would be able to get the ticket to go get Victini. And because that was before the second gym, I was able to just add it to my party and use it. Oh, nice. Yeah. I don't usually use legendaries purely because you get them so late. My party's established. But since I got it so early, I decided let's just run through the game with it. Is, uh, what are its stats? Let's see. Oh, it's based at 600, but it's all even, which mm-hmm. not amazing. It is technically that generation's Mew. So there's is Mew. Mew straight even? Uh, stats? Somewhat. It's more of the mystical Pokemon of that one. Okay. Which... It's been it's been in Mew, uh, Celebi, Jirachi, then uh, the water uh, one like Manaphy. Uh, right. Oh yeah. That one you can breed for uh, getting a absolutely Finun? terrible little Pokemon. Fiona, Fiona. Yeah, I, I don't. Know. I don't know. Um, gotcha. It's pronounced. It's pronounced Snivy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, stats. Are yeah, it's exact same yeah. stats. Yeah. Um, which uh, flat stats are terrible, but you're not um, a fan. Well, I mean, there's generally you know min maxing is always better. Okay. Um, but uh, but we're not competitive players, so we don't. Well, I still like ourselves. to use strong Pokemon while I play through. Uh, yeah, I mean, I look at the base stats when I'm deciding on every Pokemon in my party. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But Matthew. I don't have any points of being a dork about it. <laughs> <laughs> Matthew. Um, instead of going straight into my legendary, can I give like a little bit of background? Sure. Yeah. Okay. No, talk about whatever you want. So since I'm the only one on this podcast that didn't go to high school with the rest of everybody. Um, <laughs> You're the fucking outsider. <laughs> yeah. A little bit of a different background. Um, when I was in second grade... I moved from my dad's house to my mom's house, and that's when I first learned about Pokemon. Because I remember walking into the school, and all of these kids at this new school were talking about these cards. I was like, what are these cards? What is this Pokemon? Um, and then I like slowly got into this and started getting all these cards and buying them, and well... My mom bought me all my cards. <laughs> I didn't have any money, but you can um, speak a little closer to the mic. A little closer to the yeah, mic, like gotcha. your lips touching the boom filter. Ooh, uh-huh. slowly caress uh-huh. my lips. <laughs> 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 um, yeah. So second grade, and then I don't quite remember my first Pokemon game because I had yellow and blue. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember which one I started on. Both first gen, though. Yeah, 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 yeah. Both first gen. But I remember listening to a, the one of the previous podcasts, and Mark was talking about Pokemon Yellow and how he got the Brock and couldn't do shit because his <laughs> Pikachu is all fucking thunder attacks. After he figured out how to leave the house. That yeah, was that was Kenny. That was Kenny. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Sorry. They had to don't step on the door. me with him. We're feuding. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyways. Yeah, so Pokemon Blue and Pokemon Yellow, and I played all the way through those. 
loved the shit out of those games and then got into the the anime and then the movies and all that and then i and then gold and silver came out and i bought those and played through those but then um when you get to the part where you beat the first um wow i'm literally blanking on the region what is the second gen's region called Johto. Johto. yeah so right after you get through all that you go back to kanto and i was like why would i want to go through and beat everything that I already played in a different game. So then I dropped <laughs> yeah. those games. I dropped it. It was like, this Pokemon's kind of dumb. I don't want to play this shit anymore. So <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I hadn't touched a Pokemon game. Well, I guess I played a little bit of Pokemon Stadium. Oh, that's a good game. Yeah. Pokemon Stadium. The only the one shit. I have is uh, the GameCube one and my disc. I got it from a friend in high school, uh, and he didn't k- take care of his uh, video game discs at all, and it doesn't <laughs> even boot up. <laughs> so is, that, I, is that Pokemon Coliseum? Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, gotcha. gotcha. I never played that game. Neither did I. I, re- I really want to play it. Also, there's a mini game in the original Pokemon Stadium that is one of the few times where I will not say too many Rattatas. The run Rattata run is very fun. <laughs> uh, I have yes. a catchphrase now, and that feels really good. It does indeed. I, I approve of it. Uh, <laughs> uh, Matt? Anyways, um, yeah, so on to that. So I dropped gold and silver and didn't play a single Pokemon game until Sun. Right. So not even Ultra Sun or Ultra Moon or anything, but how, how did how did we get you into buying it? Um, well, I think I can't remember what originally rose my interest in Pokemon game. Actually, yeah, I'm gonna contradict myself, <laughs> just like Mark. I got back <laughs> into it. Yeah, I got back into it from Pogo, Pokemon Go. Actually, like oh. a ton of the world did. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think. Kenny or somebody added me to your group me. Right. And that piece of shit. <laughs> and then um you guys were talking so much about Sun and Moon and the seventh gen, and I was like, it was getting me so fucking amped for no like I don't even know why. <laughs> but I was like, Pokemon Go. Now I gotta go to the seventh gen game. And I bought that <laughs> and I literally beat that in like three days did you purchase a 3ds just to play that game or I did you already have one no no you bought it for i it. bought a 3ds just for pokemon I bought, I bought it for uh shit, why i can never remember which one i bought i think why okay um but i, I bought mine for that too yeah yeah so i just bought it for that and then i beat the game didn't do any of the post game stuff and I know Carl ragged on me about that like a while ago, and I still haven't done any of the post game stuff. There's so. no post game stuff to that's worthwhile. Really? Yeah, it's just catching Ultra Beasts, which and, suck. Yeah, and then yeah. <laughs> trying hey, to you know my opinion on that. <laughs> uh, then trying to beat like other people again, like Guzma or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah. Luis okay. Guzman. <laughs> <laughs> but, anyways, yeah. So. Um, and then I didn't touch my 3DS at all until recently when um, I bought 
Pokemon Omega Ruby. Yeah. And now I actually bought a game from every single gen. And I've only... <laughs> Did you? <laughs> I bought... I went through eBay and bought a game from every gen. And I'm done with Pokemon Omega Ruby now. And I kind of just want to take a break from Pokemon because I just mm-hmm. drilled through that game. But... Yeah, at least now I have a game from every gen, so whenever I want to <laughs> jump back in, I can be like, hey, let's do this. You can pick anything you want. Yeah. So anyways, that's just that was meant to be quicker than that, but... <laughs> it's fine. Um, I didn't know You didn't answer that. the question, really though. Yeah, yeah, sorry, what'd you say, Mark? <laughs> I said that was really interesting. I didn't know any of that history. Yeah, yeah. yep, so... Thank you for being so open with us. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about vulnerability. So, what's your favorite legendary? Um, so, since I don't have as much experience as the rest of you guys, I'm going to be a typical Gen 1-er, mm-hmm. and I'm going to say I'm gonna say Mewtwo. Yeah, but, I mean, Mewtwo and Lugia yeah. are the fucking best. Yeah, but Mewtwo, and, like... And Ho-Oh. And nope. Ho-Oh. Nope. Wait, isn't it Ho-Ho? <laughs> Where's oh. Kenny at, right? Ho-Ho the Elf. Yeah. It's H O dash O H. Yeah. Ho O. Um, but yeah, just from that first movie and how much of a badass of a character that was, like that's just kind of what piqued my interest in Mewtwo. And then I and caught his him thighs. And his thighs. Oh, he got those thighs for days. Um, since you brought up the movie, yeah. Uh, Recently, on New Year's Day, actually, the Pokemon Company released the trailer for their upcoming movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is a remake of the original Mewtwo Strikes Back. Mm -hmm. Really? Yep. Yeah, I wonder, like, it's a remake, but what are they going to... Do you know, is there any other details at all about that yet? No, it was just announced. So what was in that 30-second trailer was pretty much him saying, who am I, where am I... Okay. And, Did it uh, indicate what region it was in? Was it still Kanto? Apparently, all their movies for uh, this generation have been in Kanto. Okay. Like okay. Gotcha. they even because nobody likes Alola, or they don't have anything they want to do in Alola <laughs> I because it's a pretty <laughs> small area in general. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Um, this is kind of off topic. When does Detective Pikachu come out? Ooh, I want to say yes. September, but I could be wrong. Oh, it is! It is that far away. Let's let's look it up. Yeah, I look, wanted to bring up. that movie let's back up. Look, get up! Don't steal that fucking joke, <laughs> you, you thief! Uh, Can we? Um, I think you guys might have talked about it a little bit on a previous podcast, but what are your opinions on the trailers from that movie? That I think it looks oh, it's fucking May 10th. awesome. It's May tenth. It's way sooner. Okay. Uh, I I I I think it looks amazing. I don't know if I like uh right now like Ryan Reynolds as the Pikachu, mm-hmm. but I'm pretty sure by the end of the movie I will. Okay. See, like, um, it's one of those things where like Ryan Reynolds has completely saturated the market, but I still pretty much always enjoy the roles that he plays. Right. I think he's just a genuinely likable dude, and especially as a character is iconic, he'll like he'll have fun with it. Yeah, I don't know. I'm fucking stoked for this movie, and, and I, I I think the the Pokemon look great. Mm-hmm. Uh, they mesh really well with humans. The only one I don't love is Charizard. He looks too lizardy for me. I'd like mm-hmm. him to look a little bit 
really more cartoony i guess he looked yeah. it uh, kind of looked like a little borderline muppety but i love it uh, like overall borderline muppety i i think specifically charizard was like the most extreme one where it's like this just looks yeah. like a giant lizard muppet yeah yeah, um, I, I don't know. Which I, I'm into. I never, I never <laughs> think of Charizard as like actually being scaly. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I just think of him as being having like skin rather than scales. Mm-hmm. Um, just fucking slick. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I enjoyed the Charizard one. I didn't like the Jigglypuff one. Really? Yeah, I liked Jigglypuff. Am I my favorite. Been, is, sorry, going just on been the. <laughs> It might have just been like the fur sticking off and didn't look like completely uh, fuzzy. Uh-huh. But I don't know. I'm just so excited for Mr. Mime. Yeah, Dude, that's Mr. Mime was, is the best. I was going to bring that up. Yeah. <laughs> it's perfect. Yeah. And I think it's I think it's safe to like promise and commit to that when that movie comes out, we'll all go see it and oh, absolutely. record an episode about our thoughts absolutely. on it. Definitely. Right after Fuck we yeah. see the movie. Yeah, uh-huh. and we'll get a Patreon going so you guys can pay for our tickets. <laughs> I'm, wor- I'm worried about if we have a Patreon that I shouldn't use our intro music. <laughs> as I ripped it from YouTube. Uh, that's <laughs> fair point. But uh, we can we can uh, address that later. Um, uh, let's see. Let's see. So does that? Do you guys have any more thoughts on your favorite legend? Yeah. Does that sum up? I think we're good. Are we good? Yeah, I'm good. Okay. Let's uh, move on to uh, what have you been up to? Um, I'll start. I'm but entirely... I'm talk about their favorite gen. No, that's the second half, Mark. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Blew it. <laughs> um, uh, I'm completely off topic. I have pretty much only played Breath of the Wild since we recorded last. Um, I got it on December 21st or 22nd. 22nd. It uh, it is now January sixth, and I have logged over fifty hours in it. Damn! Um, <laughs> I can't stop playing. It's the only thing I can think about all the time, because uh, it, it's just so goddamn amazing. Um, yeah. Where are you at in the game? I have all the towers. Um, I have like, uh, oof. So let me let me do some quick math on the number of shrines that I've done. Yeah, because uh, there's 120 in the base yeah, one, then that. the DLC, DLC. has a few yeah, more. And I bought yeah. the DLC, so I have that. So I have six hearts right now. You start with two or three? Three. Three. Okay, so three times four, and Twelve. then I have uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Um, eight times four. I've done 44 shrines. Um Okay. So, uh, that's actually less than I thought. Why what are your thoughts? Do you prefer the puzzle shrines or the fighting shrines? Uh, generally the puzzle shrines. Yeah, me too. Though the fighting shrines are they're exciting. They're um, pain in the dick. Some they of those are really hard. They are hard. Yeah. <laughs> I uh I rely on ice arrows a lot yeah. to mm-hmm. to stop the guardians, and then I run up and I do a do an attack and then i back off and i ice arrow and yeah um the i uh just like yesterday i i beat a a major uh trial of uh what is it combat strength uh yeah okay and then i went and did a uh moderate whatever whatever moderate and is it major yeah major 
or I can't remember. But yeah. I did one lower and I I beat it in like two seconds because I had the weapons from the <laughs> major from the previous one. one. Yeah. yeah. Um, so then, that was. And easy, then what but... are the what are the big overarching story points? Is it like the mythical beasts or what are they called? Divine beasts. Divine beasts. Um, Have you gotten any of those yet? So I've you know quote unquote started all of the quests because I've talked to all of the uh, the chiefs of of all the. Uh, tribes or whatever mm-hmm. and, but I have not done a single one of them yeah see um, that was the really? point where I kind of gave up on the game a little bit I also I don't own a Nintendo Switch I was borrowing it from my coworker. shout out to Ethan for lending it to me <laughs> that was fucking tight um, but I got to the point I think it was the Divine Beast that was based out of, Zor- <coughs> of Zora's Domain uh-huh. and like the first part of that quest you had to go up and fight this big ass dude on top of a mountain yeah and i'm not looking and forward to that <laughs> yeah i went up and just like tried to do that battle just like trying to play like i, I, I was just trying to do like i'm just gonna kind of do what comes to me as i go through, through this game you don't and i have, got there and was like well this sucks i don't believe you actually had to beat him though no what I do you s- need to do i saw it items just, from him yeah yeah you just needed the electric electric arrows which really? oh yeah, yeah oh, which you can and then you can get out elsewhere it. yeah so okay. when i got to there i had like 80 electric arrows and right. i just skipped that part yeah i couldn't i it's been so long since i started that quest i couldn't remember what you're supposed yeah. to get from what, what are those called again to the light lytles light lintles? lionels 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 yeah Lintle? yeah lytles that, that <laughs> thing was a pain in the way. like the combat yeah. in that game is just so hard and i really i really do like the weapon mechanic of like just having to collect a whole shitload of them and they have a shelf life and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I've wrote this in my talking points. I have mixed feelings on it. I like it, but I do wish that I had one that I could like get attached to, even if it's only like moderately good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That like it was my sword to have. I mean, um, I feel like well, you eventually you have to get a master sword. Yeah, in the that's game, what right? the master sword is right, about. Right. But I want I want like a because in, in like Majora's Mask, you go through three different swords. Yeah. Um, and I, I like that. Um, but uh, yeah, um, overall, I kind of think it's like it's nearly perfect to what a Zelda game should be. Uh, I see a lot of people online saying that like it's the best game in the series, but not the best zelda game or whatever as a, okay. like a as like a genre a zelda game and i completely disagree with that i think that zelda games have lost their way and just stuck too much to a formula uh and i i love them but uh it's definitely getting tired uh or got tired and this is a, a big improvement yeah i think i mean it feels I know we had this conversation when I was down in Cincinnati for Christmas that it just it feels like the technological capabilities finally caught up with what they envisioned for the original Legend of Zelda game for the NES. Right. Like where it's just this big ass open world. There's just hidden shit everywhere and you're just dumped out into it and left to explore with your own devices. Yeah. and, And you can do anything uh pretty much in like even if you encounter like a villain or uh, an enemy that you can't actually handle you can usually just get around them mm-hmm. you don't have to battle them which yeah. i do all the time cuz yeah, i feel like when i played that game fuck. yeah they are yeah they're so hard eventually like when i don't know 
how when Carl was playing through the game, but when I was playing through the game, I wanted to get all the guardian armor and all of mm-hmm. that, and um, you need to go through and collect a ton of different yeah. parts from them. <laughs> yes. So, like, eventually, you get it strong enough and get the proper equipment that you can take down those guardians like nothing, but it definitely does take a little yeah. bit of time. Yeah. You also get used to how they uh, attack. Right. So, like, during the Trials of Strength, I never uh, had to use ice arrows or anything. Did you I, counter their beams? Uh, I usually just ran in a circle while Mark, they were Mark, you're making them. a lot of noise. I'm sorry. My cat was trying to knock over my coffee mug. <laughs> okay. You're better now. Uh, but so, yeah, I would dodge the beams by just running in a circle. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then when it would attack, I would use the action command to dodge and then uh, go in for quick attacks. I am yeah. terrible about remembering Damn, that's that next level shit, Carl. Yeah, countering, countering attacks in that game... Like, I did not even learn how to do it until the end of the game when you face Ganon. Like, in that fight. I should definitely, like, take a bit and just, like, go to some moblins and just, like, only beat them doing counters and stuff. Mm -hmm. Don't let myself do anything else so that I get used to it. Um, I do have, uh, like, one or two complaints. Uh, Like, when you're at shrines... The, the like scripted things where like when you walk up to the shrine it changes mm. colors and then you go down into the shrine and then you when you finish the shrine you get the spirit orb they're all way too long okay it's like there are 146 of them by the end right is that the number i think so but god the... damn is that is that bloopy noise when that little spirit orb breaks off oh, as satisfying so as i love it sexy. like like I when the, the the blue uh thing around the the guy shatters yeah when it explodes yeah uh, and then oh, and that's then amazing like, and that part's ball, fine the, like, the, like, <clears throat> uh i don't i don't know what you're talking about the, uh, when it yeah, drops I, when it drops the spirit orb it like makes like a water droplet sound like when oh, it separates yeah, yeah, from it yeah, yeah, and like uh-huh. goes to you yes it makes this fucking awesome water droplet sound that's fine. It's just like the text that comes up and is like beating this trial proves that you're like the hero or whatever. Yeah. And then it's just like takes forever. Just do it. Do it quicker because there's a hundred some of them, and if 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 every one of them I hit the skip button, yeah, just yeah. make it shorter. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, pop in is a little disappointing. I know it's a tech uh, technology limitation on, on how strong the, the switch is. But like when I'm like hundreds of feet away and I look at like, a, a um, like where enemies are and they haven't populated yet. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's kind of irritating, but there's not that much they can do about it with probably the, the Ram available on a switch. Mm-hmm. Um, it is kind of fun when you're, riding on a horse and you're just going through this big ass pasture of grass and you don't see anything and then three seconds later there's like eight goblins right yeah. in front of you and you're like oh <laughs> shit like like i've had i've had a wolf pop in like 10 feet from me mm-hmm. it's just a little a little annoying really i've never had that issue yeah. given i also don't ride the horses that often I'm usually. Oh, I was walking. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. Yeah. It was yeah. just way behind. Hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, that's pretty much all. Uh, all I think. Uh, I'm an adult timeliner with possibility of uh, being at the end of all three. 
after after or some way related to rejoining the timelines um you can write in your opinion i won't read it because i don't care uh so (laughs) all right uh who's next on this carl you're next on the table no mark is sorry i'm next yeah okay um, so I also, I played zero Pokemon since the last time we recorded, well, zero of my Omega Ruby playthrough. Um, I restarted Pokemon Go actually about mm. a week ago, week and a half ago, not restarted, but picked it back up again. Um, <coughs> there's been some updates since the last time I had played, uh, namely, mainly, they included a new feature called Adventure Sync. Did you guys hear about this at all? No. So they finally... It is a great thing. Okay. Yeah, they finally fucking perfected it where you don't have to have the game open to count your steps and like work towards collecting oh, candies yeah. with your buddy and work towards hatching eggs. Yeah, I, was, I turned that on. I just didn't yeah. know that was a new feature. Yeah, it's new and uh, connected to your Google Fit account or whatever you use. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mine's so, Apple Health because I have an iPhone. Yep. And like my watch, since I play soccer, uh, I used to not get any of those steps while I'm running around the field. Now I'm just like, oh, cool. I got five kilometers while playing soccer today. <laughs> nice. Huh. Yeah, and it's really great, great for me, like, as somebody who works as a server and walks like five miles a shift, I can just fucking blow through eggs now um just by doing my job and i'll just pop in also my work is a pokey stop so it really really helps um <laughs> just farm shit um if my work just, was a pokey stop i'd play way more but yeah and i also live next to a pokey stop too that i can reach from my bedroom so um living in the city's fun yeah. um so like i Pokemon goes great, but I'm always afraid that it's going to get my ass kicked because I'm a night owl and I'll end up just walking around downtown Columbus at two in the morning like I did last night. And I'm just always afraid, but it's really, really fun. Um, other than that, my, uh, my mommy and daddy bought me a Super Nintendo Classic for Christmas. <laughs> and and I've been playing been, a lot of Earthbound. I've been playing the piss out of that game. I've been playing a lot of Super Mario World like primarily, but Earthbound has been the main other game I've been playing. And it's it's really good. I always Ness has always been my go to favorite character in pretty much every Super Smash Brothers iteration. Um and it's been really, really satisfying to actually get to play his game finally after shit, twenty years of him being on my radar. Mm-hmm. Um and Earthbound is so fucking good. Like it came out, what were red, red and blue were ninety six. They were released in Japan. Yeah, um, Earthbound came out in ninety four, and the like, the influence of that game on the Pokemon games is really, really clear. I know that they're just it's JRPGs and it's kind of a set style, but like, it really has that exact same feel of like traveling around in a Pokemon game and like the wild encounters and everything like that. It's just one of the strangest video games I've ever played in my entire life. And I'm not terribly familiar with it. What's strange about it? It's just weird. Like the, so the, the storyline of it is that a meteorite falls right by Ness's house 
And he like goes and meets this little being that comes from the meteor, meteorite, whatever. I don't know that. Is there a difference between a meteor and a meteorite? A meteorite has hit, hit Earth, correct? And or a meteor tells the weather. And a meteor tells the weather. That's right. Um, <laughs> and me, nothing. <laughs> Go on. Um, so basically, you meet this little being, and it's like, hey these aliens are going to come and fucking take over everything. It's like the Gigias or something like that. And basically they make like all wild animals attack people and just make like weak willed people just like all fucked. So you're like going around and just doing like turn based style Pokemon, like Pokemon esque battles against like hippies and like cops and like gang members and shit. So instead of it being just like, you're fighting thing. You're fighting people who are being corrupted by this alien force, and it's just really strange animation. Really, sh- just really weird game. It's it's really hard to explain unless you've played it. Um, I think I played but, like ten minutes of it, then I gave it. Yeah, up. and it'll just it'll be things like you only can carry like twelve items around, and there's items that you'll get from pickups from fighting enemies that are just completely fucking useless and you have to pay money to go get them stored somewhere to get them out of inventory it yeah it's just it's really tedious and really really fun i die a lot in it and the combat is good i just i'm having a blast with it and it's it feels it's it really feels like pokemon had to have picked up some influence from that game beyond just the standard jrpg style of the time it's good. It's a really good game. If you get a Super Nintendo Classic, you should sink time into it because. Or just play it on an emulator if you don't want to get a classic. That shit's illegal. <laughs> don't uh, break the law. Isn't it like really hard to get a classic, or do they make more of them than the? They uh, made. NES they made ones? more of them. Yeah, okay. they made um, more. All right. The Super Nintendo. I mean, I know they're sold out again, just like post Christmas. But my local Target had them on the shelf constantly stocked for like the eight months leading up to christmas okay yeah when I because went out, i went and fawned over them yeah when i went out black friday shopping i saw a big uh tub of them just sitting there and i did not go out early i went out in the middle of the night and they were all just still there mm-hmm. gotcha. yeah, i, I mean just that, know there was a lot of backlash with the how few of the nes ones they made and that one there's still plenty of them on the shelves even post christmas my local target still had those gotcha. which like that one seems pretty fun but at this point i bought all of the nes games that i like love already onto my 3ds and i don't really give a fuck about most of the other games on that system other than that one but like genuinely all 21 games on the snes classic are unbelievable i would be more interested in the uh snes one i i don't like the games on the nes i just don't think Hmm. they're there is yeah in depth with the limited uh computing power yeah i really enjoyed the nes growing up i had one in the house but i never had access to a super nintendo and it really just feels like after playing the Super Nintendo, there doesn't feel like much reason to play NES over the Super Nintendo because they just perfected what they were going for with the NES. Right. Um, it just feels it's like the pinnacle of that style of gaming. Like after playing Link to the Past, there's no reason to play Zelda One or Zelda Two. Um, 
I mean, there's basically I want an NES for Super Mario and Super Mario Three is like all that I care about. But anyway, classic gaming is fun, and I really like this trend that the big, I guess it's just the Japanese developers are doing um, towards these old classic things systems. instead of putting them on the eShop. Yeah, I mean, it's mm-hmm. I I don't even think it's milking it though. It's giving I you would... out. They should just put it on download. That'd be much better. No, but it's still if you if you were to buy all twenty one of these SNES games on your Switch, you'd pay like ten, fifteen bucks a pop and pay two hundred dollars. You pay eighty bucks and you have those twenty games. And you also get the original controllers. Yeah, which is huge. I'd much rather play like that's why I don't like emulators and stuff. I want to use the controller that that game was designed to be played with. See, I think I, that's such an important part of the feel of a game. I feel differently because I just always want to be using the Xbox 360 controller because it's perfection. So uh, I think <laughs> I, the Super Nintendo I controller is also a st- huge step up over the NES controller. Oh, for sure, for sure. And honestly, the Super Nintendo controller is way better than the N64 controller. Which yeah, is they totally fucked up the N64 a, controller. A goddamn monstrosity that like I'm used <laughs> to and I can like play a suit. N64 games really well, but I just can't imagine being like a 10 year old kid now and being handed an N64 controller after being used to a PlayStation or Xbox controller. I just, I mean, I know it, everybody says it, but like w- they made it for three hands. Why? Yeah. Yeah. Like, why? I don't know. When I first got uh, my N64, I knew exactly how to hold it for some reason. I was just like, plug it in. Okay, hold it like this. This feels I, this feels nice. I feel, like with the, I feel like with having the Z trigger, it makes it pretty clear that that's where your left hand is supposed to go. Yeah. Did they intend that you would, like, hold it by the two side ones for some games? For some games, yes. Yeah. Do um, you ever do that? I've never... Yeah. There's really? most... Um, this is really revealing who i am as a person i own every single wrestling game made for the n64 Ooh, and basically all <laughs> can we not talk about wrestling oh, well, those honestly, games are you, so good hey, uh go you. on i you mean asked, we need to move I'm, on but hey, say what you were you. gonna say fuck you you asked i'm answering <laughs> every single wwf game uses the arrows for movement and then uses the joystick as like a flick thing to do like taunts or to activate your special like finishing moves. Gotcha. So if you um, pick up and play, for instance, WrestleMania 2000, a delightful game, or WWF No Mercy, um, <laughs> you use the actual D-pad for all of your controls and just kind of flick the joystick and it's kind of useless. So yeah, um, you do sometimes use it. Fuck you, Steven. Cool. Did can I talk one more thing about the controller real quick? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> this isn't that the first controller that Nintendo incorporated that had a joystick? Yes. So I don't know. You know how Nintendo is and how they try to be innovative as hell. Right. I don't know why they have three different part points where you can put your hand, but Putting the joystick in the middle probably seemed like a good decision uh, back then. I, I know. know. It was it did anybody else have a controller out there with a joystick? I don't know if PS one did or not. It did not. PlayStation One, they um they were not originally released with and joysticks then and then they made then they the dual shock controller. Yep. Okay. Which like still came out on PlayStation One, but it was released a little bit after the system came out, I right. believe. I don't think they came out at launch. I'm not okay. positive on that. 
Um, yeah, and also, Stephen, you're the one who said we could talk about things that aren't Pokemon. Don't get upset. Uh, off topic. And, this and was your dinner. not uh, wrestling. <laughs> Fuck you. It's part of what. It's part of who oh, I am. God. It's gonna come up. I know. I know. Um, uh, you took. We took so long to talk about Zelda and Earthbound. Uh, we're gonna take a break and then talk about what Matt and Carl are up to because we're at uh, at that time. Woo. Sounds good. So, all Break. right. See you in a bit. And we're back. I think Mark has something to say. Yeah. Kenny, if you're out there listening, I love you, buddy. I didn't mean what I said earlier. Uh, you're a good friend. Love hosting this podcast with you. And uh, I hope we can see our way past this little feud we're having. <laughs> Still unclear if there really is a feud, but we'll... Uh... Yeah, I, th- I think it might be in my head. Um, for any listeners, I'm trying to quit smoking cigarettes right now. And it's leading to me sometimes being a real fucking asshole. And I'm trying not to do that. Well, uh, going to be better going forward. We're rooting for you. New, new year, new me, baby. New year, new me. <laughs> but truly, Kenny... I'm just Josh and yeah, I fucking love you. You're my dude. Well, thank you for the apology, Matt. Matt. My name is my Mark. name's Mark. Yeah, Fuck. I'm sorry. I, I, think, you, I, I think I love I, you. <laughs> Don't worry. Stephen was just looking deeply into Matt's I eyes. I was. <laughs> I think I deserve an Stephen, I think I deserve an apology now. I'm sorry, Mark. I forgive you. Thank you. All right. Uh, well I think we got that business out of the way. Yeah. Um proceed. Mm-hmm. Uh, Proceed, Carl. On to you. What have you been up to? Well, since this is my first time on, uh, I figured I'll go through all the stuff that I'm currently uh, going through. Uh-huh. First and foremost is my uh, red nuzlocke that also on a nuzlocke. Yep. I I'm on two nuzlocks actually. I don't know why I wanted to do myself do this to myself, but it's- I did. I don't understand you at all. <laughs> well, I mean, Carl's so goddamn good at video games that if there's anybody who can do it well, it's Carl. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, I mean, go on. is this a a red run through or fire red? Run-through? Fire red. Sorry, okay. this is my fire red run through of uh, for Nuzlocke. I my current team is a Growlithe, a Golem, a Gyarados, a Pidgeot. An Alakazam and a Venusaur. Damn, it's a good party. It is. I've my rules are uh, catch the first Pokemon on the route unless I've already caught it. Then just keep waiting until I uh, find one that I haven't caught. Where, as Brian said, it's getting hard to find new Pokemon now. So there's been a few routes where I just skipped catching them because I've only lost one Pokemon, which was a Beedrill. Okay, so Named not me. Swarm. Yeah. I, I see you're not using me. My Abra is nowhere to be found. Alakazam? Alakazam? Oh, I'm there. Yeah, Sorry. You're, you're, you're level 34. Hey, uh, you, have, you, you have the name switched yeah. on some of them. <laughs> I, I don't know how I did that. I was uh, just typing them For in. context, uh, in our uh, show doc, Carl has the name of the Pokemon... Uh, outside the parentheses and then the nickname inside with the level on some of them and then the nickname and name are switched on some of them so I didn't see my name. <laughs> yep. Yeah, and Mark's Venusaur. Indeed. Yep. I'm, I forgot that. I'm really <laughs> concerned because there's been a few close calls with both Mark and Steven 
where it's just been like, I almost lost you guys. Oh no, they would kill me if I <laughs> actually so let sad. you guys die. <laughs> but uh, yeah, been going through that. I'm currently training up the Growlithe to help fight Koga, mainly because I do want an Arcanine. But to get a good Arcanine, I'm going to wait till level 48, I believe. Because Growlithe learns Flamethrower then, but as with all other stone evolutions, uh, Arcanine will only learn one move through level up after uh, mm -hmm. it's evolved. Can you get Flamethrower from TM? I'm not sure, okay. and I don't want to tempt it okay. where currently my only fire move is an Ember, so gotcha. it would not scale well later on. Mm -hmm. But there was one section in the game where... I just developed a gambling addiction. <laughs> Stuck and, in the game corner. Yep. I went to the game corner. I was watching something on TV. So I was like, eh, I'll play game corner for a little bit. Two hours later, I was emotionally invested in the game corner. Started out with, <laughs> you really shouldn't be emotionally invested problem, in gambling Carl. at any point. <laughs> started out with like 150 coins you get for free. Currently... I'm looking at it right now. I'm at almost 2,500. Hey, he's making money. Yeah. Have you have you bought any more coins, I've, or is that still? That's still the original. I've never bought any coins. I haven't bought anything with the coins I've collected either. So Why no not? Pokemon, no TMs. I don't know. Are, are you going to let yourself uh, use Pokemon that you buy at the game corner? Yes, okay. unless I use the Eevee. I'll, but I don't have any Pokemon in the game corner that I want currently okay. because so my team's your, pretty well-rounded. What's your plan with all of those credits and coins then? I don't know. <laughs> That's why I, I'm calling it a little gambling addiction because <laughs> I just kept doing it. And you, you can't buy like rare candies there or anything? It's just Pokemon? I don't believe so. Okay. There's some TMs and some uh, items, but I don't think rare candy is one of those items. Gotcha. Is... Um, in Fire Red, is the game corner just the slots, or can you do that other game too? It's just the slots, which I, uh, during my peak addiction time, I was able to identify where all the, uh, like, uh, Lucky Seven symbols were as they were going through and be able to stop, like, right next to them or right on them every time. Damn. <laughs> okay. So is is that Gen Two where they introduced that other weird game that you can play? Voltorb Flip. Yeah. Yes, in the remake of Gen Two, because okay. they didn't want actual gambling anymore, and since then they've also just gotten rid of all forms of yep. games like this in general. Right. Well, that sucks. They're really fun. I think it's such a cool little like world building aspect of the games. I agree. Uh <laughs> Mirrors the uh, horrible addiction problem that a lot of adult male Japanese men have. Yep. Is that is that a cultural thing? Yes, pachinko. <laughs> pachinko. Uh, it's um, a huge, uh, huge problem. Yep. Um, there, when I was in Japan uh, this past summer, I there were so many pachinko parlors we passed, and there was always people in them. Yes. No matter from 10 a.m. when they opened to 2 a.m. when they closed. People were in them. It's uh, what, exacerbating the absent father problem that Japan also has. What is pachinko? Do you guys know offhand? It is 
Pretty is it like much, a Kino style game? No, you go in, you pay money to get these little metal balls, and from there, you pick a machine, you put the balls in, and you have to get the balls into different holes and to activate mini games and win more metal balls. Then, that sounds fun. Then at the end, uh, you take all your balls and you trade them in for like a coupon. Then you have to go to another location to trade that coupon in for prizes or money because in Japan, they have very strict ga- gambling laws. So you're gambling for coupons. Yeah, but it's a different business that gives you that exchanges those coupons for money, which is how they got around the law. Which is just like uh, how you can have uh, alcohol at an event without carding if you have people buy vouchers for the alcohol. Oh. That's why we have it at at, uh, at events for YPCC. Yeah, that makes yeah. a lot of sense. Um, or, or like the Catholic festivals in Cincinnati. Yes. Yep, those two. Um so, well, that sounds that sounds genuinely fun. But, um, I understand why everybody'd be addicted to it. Yeah, uh, it's like a huge, huge problem though, and like a lot of um, um, shoot, what what video game company has branded a lot of their IPs as uh, uh, Chinko? Ah, doesn't matter. Um, go watch uh, a Jim Sterling or Super Bunny Hop and watch them complain about Pachinko. Uh, anyway, other things on your uh, yep. Your I've, move, uh, I've been slowly going through Pokemon Y on a Nuzlocke. One of the most recent things I did was the most terrifying part of the game after uh, looking up what other people have said about it. It is a very early on dragon type Pokemon that knows Dragon Rage. And uh, because you're so low level, pretty much all your Pokemon will faint to the Dragon Rage. So, Which Pokemon is it? Uh, I believe Bagon. You're fighting a Bagon. So uh, you come across it... Super hard to beat because it just has high uh, HP and defense already and dragon typing. So if you don't have a fairy type Pokemon to uh, null out the uh, dragon type move, you just gotta hope to like you have. When I reached it, I completely forgot that it was there, and I ended up uh, using my Pokemon that had about 60 HP and just kept uh, healing it over and over. Until it used a move different from Dragon Rage, attack it, then heal it when it used Dragon Rage again. So, luckily, I didn't lose any Pokemon to that. Well, if you had remembered about it, what would you have done to prepare? Either avoid that trainer or you hope to God around I around beforehand and level up. Yeah, in the area before. Or hope to God that I had a fairy type on me mm-hmm. to be able to uh, withstand, well, null out that move. Do you think that um, the Nuzlocke is easier to do on Y than it is on Fire Red? Yes. Or is it still just as crushingly difficult? Yes, because there is not as many goddamn Ratatas. Yeah. <laughs> But also, 
it's more variety of Pokemon because in the beginning of uh, Fire Red, all you get is, again, Rattata, Pidgey, maybe a Mankey if you're lucky. Yeah. But it's all like Pokemon that don't scale. Whereas in different game, in these games, you get different types earlier on. So I'm not just a full team of normal type Pokemon. I have Water, Ghosts, all these other ones. Right. Right on. Cool. Um, and is that all? Uh, besides that, I'm slowly working on a living Pokedex in my Pokemon bank. But that's a long process. Yes. I at least have pretty much all the event Pokemon in there. So Living Pokebank being, or Pokedex. Decks being all Pokemon captured. Yeah, so I would have a Chim, uh, Charmander, Charmeleon, and a Charizard in the bank, and going all the way through for all seven hundred. Oh, damn. Um, yeah. Well, uh, you might finish up by the time you're sixty. So. <laughs> uh, Godspeed. <laughs> Godspeed and good luck. Uh, move on to Matt. Sure. What you up to? Um, I guess I talked briefly about it in the first half of the episode, but um, I just completed an, an Omega Ruby run through, and I just booted up my 3DS when we got down here, and it started the Delta episode. So I'll probably try to run through some of that, but um, what I my party that I had an Omega Ruby was a Manectric, and... Um, what is... Who is that? That's the electric-looking dog? dog. Oh, that one. Okay. Thing. It's yeah. pretty cool. It's cool-looking. It's just it's, not terribly strong. It's not too bad. It's got a Mega, too, though. Yeah, the Mega made it a lot better. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. So, um, I have that, and then a the best Pokemon of Gen 3, Pelipper. <laughs> <laughs> Boo. It looks like a flying toilet and I love it. <laughs> so bad looking. Um and then a Gardevoir. You like Gardevoir, huh? Uh-huh. Yeah. Gardevoir rules. I, so good. That has a mega too, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. But you can't get it till post game. No, you can get it. You can get the That's that's Ralt's final evolution, right? Yes. Well, they have two different paths that you can evolve. Yes. Ralts. Wait, wait, so. wait, wait, wait. You're you're right, you're right, you're right. That is one that you have to get. I was thinking of my Altaria. Okay. Yeah. So Sorry. I might go pick that up whenever I start this post game. But um and then also a slacking, which I didn't even really use. Yeah. How did you feel about that uh every other turn off? Tront? Tront, yeah, that's what the ability oh, is, okay. yeah. And then it it says it's like, oh, now slacking is loafing around or something <laughs> in between turns. Um, Did you feel like his, his strength compensated for it? or? Well, if I would have used him more, I'd probably have a better opinion on it. But I, I was kind of using him as like my HM slave. So he had, um, what did he have? He had cut. Um, strength and rock smash <laughs> and then also hammer arm I think is the ability so what it was a that? very strange move set it was uh, it's a fighting uh, fighting type move um, okay. that that's what I pr- basically the move I used whenever I used him because gotcha. that fighting type 
I mean, so many Pokemon are weak to fighting types. So, but he was pretty strong. I don't think I'm ever going to use him again in a run through though. <laughs> I, with every other turn, not being able to take a move, I don't think I'll ever use him. Yeah. Yeah. But the whole, I always like to have a normal type in my party for some reason. And I don't know why it just makes me really comfortable. See, I, I, I don't like normal type. Really? No, the only I one think, I've, I honestly don't know if I've ever played, like had a normal type in my final party when I finish a game. The only one I've had is Stoutland because his design mm-hmm. is so good. Yeah. I love Stoutland. Yeah. And then, um, I guess moving on from slacking, I had Blaziken, which was pretty fucking awesome. I think that's my so far Fighting out of every fire is so good. Yeah, exactly that combo. So I think out of every what gen, combo? Fighting fire. It, oh yeah, it's been played too much though. Oh, absolutely. Like yeah, <laughs> totally. As soon as Tep Pick came on, I was just like, oh Tep-Pick, yeah, please, I definitely no. didn't want uh, another starter that was firefighting. Mm-hmm. Good with uh, Infernape and Blaziken. Yeah. But I think that is my favorite out of every gen that I played. My favorite final evolution of any starter really yeah so far Hmm. um yeah and then my last one was shiftry who is actually really intense too i had i had a pretty good move set on him like dark move and then a grass move and i don't know so so where did, did did you put was your pelipper like did you have the water hms and fly on it i had fly and surf so, so did, yeah. did you just pop somebody in to do whirlpool and dive um yes i used no, I'm sorry waterfall and dive waterfall and dive yeah i used the i used the free lat is it Latia latius or latios the latios is the male right and latius is the female yeah sure and then i don't remember which one you get in, in omega ruby but i used whatever i got for that to do um, dive and waterfall. Gotcha. Oh, yeah, that's a smart move. I should have done that. Mm-hmm. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, it's funny though because Blaziken. I was talking about has probably my favorite final evolution of any starter, but the middle evolution, Combuskin, uh-huh. looks like the weirdest rooster cock bird thing. <laughs> that. Oh uh, yeah. That Not is. Great. <laughs> the ugliest looking chicken thing. <laughs> I don't know what they were thinking with that. It should not be. <laughs> yeah. It looks like um I cannot remember its name. The uh the weird chicken head thing from Zelda. Um it's in Twilight Princess. He's he's like what takes you back out of Oh yeah, that uh, what is his name? It's uh, not a it's it's like the cuckoo thing, the Kuoku. Kelly Kuoka. <laughs> uh, Uka is uh, their name. Their Not Kelly Kuoka? Nope. Uku. Yeah. Just terrifying. Uh, but. Anyways, yeah. Um, is that the thing? I think we're going to become a Zelda podcast. Yeah. Uh, is that a like, link to the <laughs> A link to the past cast. <laughs> that's pretty good I'm down for that. Is, that, is that like there at Lake Hylia for that place where you can like do the cannon thing or where is that it's that's in, in the sky what the Oka? There. wait are you talking sky. skyward sword no uh 
They're just in Twilight Princess. Is that from the... Ah, never mind. They're what is in dungeons, and you find it, and then that's your, like, teleport out of the dungeon. (laughs) (laughs) And they're disgusting looking. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Um... But Omega Ruby, I think, is probably my favorite Pokemon game I played on a handheld so far. But I also I brought this up and in the group chat. My least favorite so far. Yeah, really. <laughs> it's also I think the easiest Pokemon game I've played too. And I think a part of it is because I used the XP share for a little bit in the beginning. Mm-hmm. But like my Pokemon were way too OP in this game, like. I literally beat, ran through that Elite Four in, like, 15 minutes, um, one-shotting everything. Like, I don't know. Especially at so the end of the game. If you were one-shotting, uh, who do you have up front? Like, who was I starting out with? Yeah. Did, did you go through just using one Pokemon, basically, or do you, do you switch around? No, I switch them around okay. based on the party right. of the opposing. Because I... Okay. I don't know about you guys, but also when I run through my Pokemon games, I still, I mean, I like to use guides. I don't have very much shame in looking things up because I'm here to have fun and I have a job in a yard that needs to be (laughs) mowed. And so I just look shit up as soon as I feel a little frustrated. I tried, I've tried pretty hard not to use a guide with my Omega Ruby run through. Like I, don't even know what the typing of the gyms that I'm approaching are until I get there. Gotcha. Which, like, I beat all the gyms at this point. I did look up, actually, as I say that, I did look up the Elite Four. Um, but, <laughs> More no, but contradiction. I, I, shut the fuck up. <laughs> I, um, I looked up, like, the general types, like, of each member of the Elite Four and the champion, but I didn't look at all of what their individual Pokemon are. And, like, with that, with, like, dual types and stuff like that, that can really change your strategy other than just knowing, like, oh, this is a ghost person. Right. Especially when they have six Pokemon in their party. I usually just try and avoid guides in general. In in all games? Uh, For the most part, until I have beaten the main story. Then when I'm, like, JRPGs, I'm really big into them. So whenever I'm going back trying to find the last few things I need, I'm like, okay, I don't want to be searching this whole whole world for this one item. Let's look this up and then keep going from there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I just I never enjoy grinding in video games, so I try to do as much as humanly possible without one. But it reaches a point where it's like I'm either gonna get bored and quit playing this game, or I can just look it up, figure it out, and just move on with my life. Yeah. But it's like a last resort thing for me. Yeah, I, I give, like, Zelda puzzles an honest effort, and then if I if I get stumped, mm-hmm. like, within 15 minutes, I, I just look it up. You just YouTube it, yeah. See, well, that was when I was playing Back to Breath of the Wild. I don't think I used a guide on any of the puzzles uh, in that I have, one. I have not used a guide on any of the puzzles. They're, they're challenging, but, like, so far... Some of I, them are pretty... Um, yeah. Some are super easy, uh, and then there are ones that I, I find challenging, but that I I do figure it out without yeah. having to look anything up before I get like really frustrated with it. I usually just kind of give up and be like, I'll come back to this later with a fresh head. I've only given up on one, uh, and then I came right back. I thought I needed bomb arrows to uh, to knock a a uh, 
a chest down and then mm-hmm. the bomb errors didn't do anything and then I realized that I had to get the water up and then make a ice pillar. Okay. Forgot yeah. that I could make ice pillars. Mm-hmm. So Yeah. God I damn think, that game is good. It is very good. <laughs> um I use guides pretty much whenever I'm playing through any sort of campaign or I think anything it's fine. on any game. Yeah, and I think my the reason why I use it is because basically like FOMO like I'm I'm afraid that I'm going <laughs> to miss out on something really important if I don't go through a guide and have this one thing that completely can change the pace of a game. So or like when I'm talking about games with you guys and you bring something up and I'm like I have no fucking idea what you're yeah. talking about. So the the one one the only thing that I have immediately looked up in Breath of the Wild is uh the like dragon trail shiner shrine or whatever um it's the the, oh. the one that's like inside the dragon skull um and you need to get a scale from the one of the dragons yeah and it was like yeah, present sure. me the fosha's scale or whatever and i was like mm-hmm. i have no fucking idea what that means and so i just looked it up yeah. i wasn't i didn't bother trying to figure it out mm-hmm. so anyway so pokemon podcast pokemon yeah the, uh, <laughs> That was a good episode of Link to the Past cast. Yeah, so I think to like, I think part of this, if I were, as far as like the actual Prima official strategy guides that were out when we were kids, I don't know if you can. I guess you can probably still get those for most games, right? I Um, think I have no idea. I think print them and everything. I had I had the Pokemon Gold Silver official strategy guide as a kid, and. I think the only games where I would still, as an adult, want to buy a strategy guide are Pokemon games, just to have all of the stats and everything conveniently in one place for all the Pokemon available in the game. And then also having a guide for Super Smash Brothers is fucking tight. Mm-hmm. To like actually be able to look up move combos and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, like, fighting fighting games are fine. Are yeah, I think there's certain types of games that. where I'm cool with them and we'll use them extensively, but most adventure games I try to at least my first playthrough, go through as much on my own as I can. Right. Gotcha. Um, Matt, did you have more? Um, I, I mean, I can talk about my other games if you want. I don't think we have time to get to Smash. I know you have it in there. No, okay. We don't okay. have to talk about that, but can I talk about Let's Go Pikachu too? Absolutely. Okay. So I'm also running through Let's Go Pikachu. Um, downloaded it the day it came out. Played it for like four, three, four, five hours. <laughs> yeah, one of those numbers. Uh-huh. Um, I wanted. I started it when I went to go visit my buddy who lives in Kansas City, and we just played it. Um, and I have not picked it up since then. <laughs> but I'm a huge fan of that game. I I think it's fun, but like not engage, not. I don't know. I I didn't get as invested in it, and like since I got Breath of the Wild, I haven't touched it. Yeah, like, my impression just doesn't seem to have the depth that no. most core Pokemon games have, which is, I guess, kind of the intention of it. Yeah, and I'm fine with it. Like, I don't think that's just, like they should. You've made, made you've it made your anything. peace with it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When I was playing through it, uh, I got like two hours into the game. Ended up chaining to try and find a shiny Pokemon because I heard you can get one after like 60. I chained almost 100, never found any of them. 
but by then, because you get experience each time you catch a Pokemon, and that increases whenever you have a chain, mm-hmm. I ended up being like level twenty for Brock. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> damn! I was level twenty before I left the first air, like the first route, because oh I was like, I want a shiny Pokemon as my first Pokemon. Let's, what were you uh, trying to? A bell sprout. A bell okay. sprout. Yeah. Oh, that's a, honestly having a shiny victory bell would be pretty fucking cool. That would be uh, sweet. What is shiny I don't know what bell. it looks like though. It has like gold leaves and a little bit off color uh, body, I believe. Um, it is a book lined with gold leaf. <laughs> I once bought a, a copy of Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy with gold leaf. Uh, and leather bound um, for a couple dollars on uh, eBay from Goodwill. I, want, I once bought a copy of Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, and I have never read it. It's so good. <laughs> the, Much like every couple, other book that I own. The last couple um, the quality drops, but anyway. On the, is that ser- the whole series is worth reading for the most? Like, yeah. There's a few of them. The first few are all pretty good. Yeah, I would say the first three are solid, and then it uh, fourth and fifth. Not so maybe much, maybe I'll like, talk, maybe I'll read that and talk about it next. They're episode. so easy to read; it, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Anyway, on the topic of shiny Pokemon, <laughs> I I ran into a shiny Caterpie without even trying to chain or do anything. I hate you. <laughs> I, it um, and I'm colorblind, so this might have to do. With oh that. yeah, but I uh, caught a I. I got the like metal. Do you get medals for catching a shiny Pokemon? Uh, uh, I don't know. I got something where it was like, you got a shiny Pokemon. Oh, really? And I looked at all the Pokemon I had and I was, I don't know, you don't which, know which one, one of the, do you still not know which one it is? <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure I traded or like turned it into, to the professor. <laughs> okay. oh, I had no, no idea what it was. So it wasn't well, a shiny I, think... I cared about. Can you trade in? You can transfer shinies in that game because I know in Pokemon Go it doesn't let you transfer shinies or event Pokemon. Really? Uh, you can. It just gives you a secondary thing where it's like, "Hey, this is shiny," or "Hey, this is an event Pokemon." Then, Are you sure? Then you I wanted? possibly haven't. I think it might be my Pikachu. Um, okay. Because shiny Pikachu is like orange, right? Barely any different. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And I'm not terribly great at distinguishing those two colors. So gotcha. <laughs> I think it might be Pikachu, which I used for a bit and I haven't traded in. So okay. So if it if it gives me a a, a warning, then it was my Pikachu. Gotcha. Um, yeah. Now shiny Caterpie is a boss though. Just all what, co- gold. what color is it? It's all gold. Oh, that's oh yeah, it does look good. Yeah, yeah. I'm not a fan, and uh, the Metapod is red. So that's pretty neat too. But then once the it gets butterfree the, be? the butterfree, like does not the butterfree was the most disappointing. <laughs> like uh-huh. I think it's just it. I don't even remember. It looked extremely similar. Oh, the yeah, the body is like purple and the eyes are green instead of red, and that's basically it. That's lame. Yeah. I don't like when uh, Chinese change color scheme through the evolution when the normal evolution doesn't. Okay. Something like that. Yeah. Though I guess, uh, and we talked, did we talk about it in one of the previous episodes that like possibly Venonat and Butterfree were switched yeah. at some point? Um, um, was that remember. during the episode? I think we it lost? was the, the Fallen Apart uh, yeah. pilot. Okay. Um, yeah. So. Anyways, so yeah, that game, I love the wild encounters. 
I love how that works. Um, I'll have to pick it back up whenever I'm done playing Smash, but I don't think we have time to talk about Smash right now. So. How, how do how do you like the uh, catch? As somebody who played Pokemon Go, do you like that catching mechanic compared to Pokemon Go, or do you wish there was more to it? I think it's extremely catchy. Like, and I love when the Pokemon moves, and it's harder to catch the Pokemon. Yeah. Do you you generally play with a Joy-Con? Yes. I yeah, don't yeah. It. I don't have it also, in handheld mode. Also, my wrist hurts right now. I want to clarify, I've played so much Zelda in handheld mode that I'm developing carpal tunnel. <laughs> um, oh, so I need yeah. to stop. Yeah, you should probably not do that. <laughs> anyway, anymore. continue. Um, no, I like the way that you catch Pokemon in this game. Um, I think it is a little buggy, though, because I, I swear sometimes I'm not having any sort of change in motion with my hand or the Joy-Con and the ball will go completely off the screen. Yeah, I don't think it's super consistent. Yeah. So it's a little it's a little buggy just like your shiny butterfree. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> would do you miss battling wild Pokemon though, or would you rather just catch them? Um I don't think I really have a strong opinion at all because I think the when this game came out, like we've talked about a billion times it was catered towards a different audience and for these wild encounters i think this is completely fine for what it is and i like the change but if i want to go back to playing you know i don't even know what i'm going to play next i was thinking about playing through heart gold to refamiliar my refamiliarize myself with gen 2 just go back to the core games i think i think you just got to separate the two yeah totally. yeah i agree all right. Are we done with that? Yeah. Cool. Yep. Uh, I guess we're at a minute or a minute and 15 seconds. We're at an hour and 15 minutes. So uh, quickly, what are your favorite gens, Carl? I would have to say Gen 4. That's probably the one I put the most hours in and has my favorite team of Pokemon, which was an Infernape, a Leafeon, a Gastrodon, Star Raptor. Luxray and Lucario. Damn. Yeah, that's a good fucking party. Like it. it was so much fun playing through that. Yeah. Uh, give your brief opinion on each generation, I guess. Gen 1, nostalgia factor. Going back through, there's not that many different types of Pokemon as you're going through. Like, there's a lot of grass types. There's a lot of normal types. One, normal evolu types. one evolutionary line of steel. Yeah, which is you don't get until forever, given if you're playing the originals, they don't have steel type. Wait, what's the yes, steel type? Steel's just Gen 2. Oh, is it? Yeah. yeah. Okay. They introduced and that, Steelix gotcha. and Sizor. Scizor, yeah. Because uh, I looked up... Uh, there's Magnemite and Magneton. Yeah, I they, was talking to Becky about uh, Steel-type, and I looked up which ones were in Gen 1, and it was just those two, and then I forgot to yeah, switch. They, yeah, Magnemite's just electric. Yeah, electric. and they retro-added them just so they could have some more Steel-types. Right. Gen 2... I actually Compared to Matt, I really enjoyed being able to go back and face all those gyms again. But another part of that was because the game was set in the future, being able to see all the changes that happened in Kanto mm -hmm. between the first game and the second game was actually a lot of fun to do. Gotcha. Gen 3, 
I was blown away. I, I remember that was around the time I was starting to get burned out on Pokemon in general. Like there was such a big gap between games and in my mind, I was like, is this really something I want to do anymore? No one else really plays Pokemon. Uh, ended up getting it and love the shit out of it. <laughs> so you were an awesome gen. Mm-hmm. You were active, uh, playing at the time so how did you feel about um the fact that you couldn't transfer pokemon from gold and silver to third gen i didn't care too much okay probably because i didn't have any friends that could help me with that <laughs> and only had one system i was semi-active at the time and i just i don't i didn't even think about it yeah it didn't even cross my mind um but the one thing in that game that bl- i remember blowing me away and thinking made me think that this is a fucking amazing game was purely because I could see my reflection in the water. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you hear paper moving, that's Matt paging through my printouts. Of... <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, there, it it's up. been going. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, so you said fourth Fortune, and Fortune was my favorite. Yeah, then... But that's party preference because I could get all those Pokemon pretty early. Fifth Gen. I loved having a whole new set of Pokemon for the originals. Same. Same. Because I'm also one of those people that when a new gen comes out, I want to just use purely that gen, and that made it so much easier, which is also why I didn't like uh, uh, Sun and Moon and Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon that much because they didn't really add too many Pokemon. I had to go back, wait forever to get a semi-decent Pokemon to... uh, fulfill my water typing yep very disappointing selection of pokemon in sun and moon mm-hmm. x it and y sucks. felt like they dragged on a little bit near then but i also wasn't using exp share and that game if you're not using it it becomes really hard because wild encounters feel like they don't do much for your experience and i was almost always five to ten levels under the gyms damn gotcha hmm. uh matt um, so I haven't played all the gens. Right. But, uh, I think the nostalgia factor alone makes me like Gen 1 the most. But, like I said, Omega Ruby was probably my favorite, um, Pokemon game that I've played. And I don't think, and everybody in my party, I think I used all Gen, did I use all Gen 3 Pokemon? Yes. Uh, yeah. Mm. Right? All those yeah, right I think there? Isn't, uh, yeah, looking it's, at uh, it. Shiftry? Shiftry is Gen 3. Is it? It's okay. CDOT. Oh, right. I'm thinking of uh, the mm, Hoodlum Pokemon. Hoodlum Pokemon. Hoodlum and Gen 2? Yeah, it's Gen 5. Oh, um, well, then I have no yeah, idea. Don't worry about it. Okay. But, oh, Scraggy. Yes, that's what oh, I'm thinking Oh, Scraggy, of. yeah. Yep. I do know who Scraggy is. Um, but the Gen 3 Pokemon are right up there for me from what I've seen and what I've used. Like, there's a lot of strong-ass fucking options in that gen, and they look really fucking cool. Um, like, I don't know. I'm just looking through the list now, and every pretty much every Pokemon I'm looking at, I'm like, oh, I loved my encounter with that fucking Pokemon in the game. Yeah, I'm sure I talked about it last episode, but as somebody whose like Pokemon fandom is very, very nostalgia filled, mm-hmm. um, playing Omega Ruby and having not really played Gen three before, I fucking love the Pokemon. Like yeah. it's the most fun I've ever had playing 
like trying to just use that generation's Pokemon, which I, I think my mindset towards the game has changed a lot, and I'd probably enjoy black and white and um, like X and Y and stuff like that now if I use their Gen exclusive Pokemon as well. But the Gen three Pokemon fucking rule. Yeah, they do. We're on the same page there. The only thing I'm not a huge fan of Groudon. Groudon? Is that how you say that? Okay. Yeah, Groudon. I think he looks a little basic, but <laughs> I like him. I like yeah. him enough. I don't. I dumped him straight in the box and I'll never use him. Mm-hmm. Same waste of the Master Ball. <laughs> I use my Master Ball on it too. I, yeah. I mean, I Master Ball is always going to on the cover. I never really. I'm going to go through and try to catch the other legendaries, but like it's just for fun. I'm never going to use them in battle. True. Yeah. But yeah, so that's pretty much where I'm at. Cool. Uh, and now we will move on to, uh, who's that Pokemon? Who's that Pokemon? It's Hitler. (laughs) (laughs) Kenny isn't here. I'll be taking over this section for today. She is. Okay. This Pokemon holds the record. A bit more into the mic. Great. This Pokemon holds the record for the number of episodes that, uh, has been banned because it is within that episode. A total of four. It ended up needing to be redesigned between two generations. It is seen at, as a very rhythmic, as very rhythmical, and appears to me communicate more through dancing and speaking than speaking. It is one of the few Pokemon in existence with a completely unique co- type combination. Hmm. All right. So how we did the question asking and. Uh, Mark, is that your neighbor's dog? Yes. Okay. Um, just clarifying that for the listener. Uh, we can ask what type it is, or we can ask if it is this type, if it is this generation. Um, we can ask for its base stat. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, EV yield. EV yield if you think you know what Pokemon yield EVs. Uh, I don't know if, how, uh, if we decided on height and weight. Um, Fuck that noise. That's but, useless. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah. Um, I think I got this one already. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I have it. Uh, but, oh, and we can use a Pokedex on your phone, like Info. Um, but you can't like Google stuff like I did. Um, and um, what else? Oh, first round. Let's just, just go with it. Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Go on. Uh, Matt. Is it from second gen? No. Uh, is it first gen? Yes. Okay. Do we have to go all the way around the horn before that's we what, can guess? That's what we did last time. Mm-hmm. Okay. Is it a dual psychic and ice type? Yes. <laughs> Matthew. So now I can ask a question or guess what the Pokemon is? Or mm-hmm. Ask a question and guess if you want to, or you can just guess or just ask. I don't know any psychic ice Pokemon. <laughs> um. I can ask what color is it? Uh, yeah. What color is it? No, you gotta ask like a is oh, it? Is, oh, yes. Is it yellow? Is it blah blah blah? 
Is it yellow? <laughs> <laughs> there is some yellow. Is it Alakazam? No. No. <laughs> okay, uh, <laughs> is it a racist caricature? <laughs> <laughs> it was seen as one. Jinx. <laughs> uh, uh, yep. Yes. Okay. So, for those who don't know, the original design for Gen 1 and 2 of Jinx was the face was completely black. It's so it really bad. It resembled yep. blackface. <laughs> yes. It's not, no. not good. Isn't this um, the Nicki Minaj of Pokemon? Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why it didn't. Whatever. If by Nicki Minaj you mean a racist caricature of Nicki Minaj, (laughs) yes. Yeah. Um, And was it the shiny that was even more egregious? Or there was an episode where they had it as a maid or something, right? Yeah, well, there there was that. And there's also, I think the... Wasn't there an episode with Jinx that was like seizure-causing too? No, that was uh, Porygon. Yeah, oh, Oregon right. has never appeared into an ep- in, in an episode besides the Electric Soldier Porygon, which was shown once, caused a sh- shit ton of she- seizures throughout Japan, made Pokemon Go on hiatus because of that episode, and removed from rotation and never uh, nationalized for that one episode. It, it, Damn, I, I don't understand. It's incredibly easy to check if your flashing is going to cause. Uh, this was epilepsy. the first instance that uh, it's a it's a specific uh, uh, frequency of flashing that causes it. I think this was um, the first instance of a TV show actually yeah, causing it. Though. Yeah, I do believe it is. Um, wow. But uh, the more yeah, you know, I uh, I think we're pretty much done. Yeah, uh, so that's Stephen's first official win into his column since his <laughs> first win was illegitimate. Cheater. Yeah. I think we do need to uh, try to go after more obscure hints. Yeah. I don't know. Because, like, banned episodes, I I know most Pokemon that have caused episodes to be banned. Um, but... You live and you I think learn. you did a good job, Carl. I thought yeah. that one was yeah, fun. Yeah, yeah. I no, also fun. found Frinks was the first one where I actually knew the Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> I was just trying to go for an interesting fun like fact. Oh, yeah, the fact totally, that it was banned totally. from four. And that that uh I know it's it's bad to talk about what you were uh wanting to do with the show, but originally when Kenny had suggested this, I wanted to go to uh uh trivia. For the Pokemon after we guessed it, so um, if you'll give me a second, I'm so we're going to do trivia PDF. for Jinx now. Is yeah. that what you're saying? So oh, okay. I can go over the the episodes that were banned in the U.S. One was the Christmas episode because oh. uh, Jinx was the prominent character into it. Uh, Santa, for some reason, had Jinx instead of elves uh, helping him out. Oh and God. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. One of the oh, you don't need to go any further with that car <laughs> okay. at this point. Christ. Uh, another one. Uh, the other two were just... That one was shown once uh, to Western audiences. Then someone wrote an article saying they felt uh, it was racist. They looked into it and they agreed. Like, if you look at the original sprite, it is pretty bad and uh, i'm just seeing here it's pokedex entry uh says it speaks an incomprehensible language 
which oh. uh, <laughs> also not great. Jesus, <laughs> fuck! It's such a that, t- that one's been continued on, like in all. Uh, I mean, following it games, it itself is not a terrible thing, but in context of how they designed the character, yeah, that's not great. Which suck. I I really I have a Jinx in Pokemon Go, and I use it all the time. And like the Psychic Ice is such a fucking sweet type combination. Yeah, are there any? How rare is that? Psychic, ice? psychic and ice. Yeah, it's, it's the a, only one. It's the only yeah. one. It's the only that one. That one oh, and Smoochum are the only two, but that's the evolutionary line. Smoochum into Jinx. Got you. Um, did you mention all the episodes? Uh, the following two, they weren't. They just had Jinx in it, so they didn't. And just banned really. Them. Yeah. Then the one, the final one that really caught my eye was. Uh, this nurse, nurse Joy, for some reason, had a Jinx a- instead of a Chansey. Yeah, and uh, ended up Brock was sick or something. He thought it was no- Nurse Joy when he woke up and went for a kiss and ended up kissing the Jinx. I do remember that that episode. Yeah, yep, that one was removed from rotation after it was shown. I believe. Okay, I remember watching that though. That's crazy. Huh. Uh, huh. let's hey. see other other trivia. When Jinx faints in Pokemon Stadium series, uh, everything but its hair vanishes, implying that its armor and black skin is darkness. Similarly, the Colosseum and XD, uh, it simply vanishes upon fainting. Yeah, I get that. But uh, there's another p- piece of trivia where. Uh, they're trying to determine what it could be based on. Speak into the mic, please. Sorry. I'm pretty... Turn your mic. There we go. Better? Yes. Uh, So, uh, it could be based on a Yoko Ono. Not Yoko Ono. uh, Yuki? Shoot. Hmm? Let me look up the actual name. Uh, Controversial topic. Did she break up the Beatles? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no. Uh, um, basically, one of the things it could be based on was a yokai, which is a Japanese demon almost. For uh, it's an ice demon, where it does not walk, it does not walk or anything. It just floats around, can control ice and uh, stuff like that. Well, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Trivia is not amazing. This uh, this one is interesting. In uh, the re-release of Yellow, uh, Virtual Console uh, seems to use five colors instead of four, a technical impossibility for a Game Boy Color game. To achieve this effect, some of the 8x8 tiles composing the sprite use an altered uh, palette where black is replaced with purple. Hmm. So. so more. Uh, the name I was forgetting was uh, Yuki Ona for the Japanese lore. There was another one which tries to more explain why it was a, a black Pokemon where it's, the monster is called a Yamayuba, which is another yokai, and it is always wearing a tattered kimono. Uh, Dark skin with large lips, traits uh, which are evident in Jinx, and uh, bleach hair from uh, being over tanned. 
Hmm. Yeah, so all around, not a great Pokemon design. <laughs> yeah, I think it's one of those things where it's like you can see where they're coming from, but like, thank God they changed it because it did not translate. Yeah. Did did we read the Pokédex entry? Uh, no. Uh, which... So the red and blue Pokédex entry says <sighs> it afraid. seductively wiggles its hips as it walks. It can cause people to dance in unison with it. So it's definitely the Nicki Minaj of Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, yeah. Uh, so um, is there any news that we know of for the Pokemon world that would be relevant when this actually releases? Uh, I can't think of nope. anything. Uh, just, uh, I mean, it's probably still up. You can use that DNS server to get event Pokemon for DS games. Um and you can uh, write in at pocketmonsterradio at gmail.com. Find us. Um, if, if you do write in or contact us or anything, sorry to interrupt you, Stephen. You're good. Let us know what you thought about us talking about Breath of the Wild and Earthbound and kind of switching up the center thing. If, like, if it's something you think we should keep doing or if we should keep it, stick to Pokemon. Because I feel like this was a, a little bit of a change in episode format. I just want to know what you guys think. Yeah. I don't know if Steven wants to know what you think, but I'd like to. I mean, I know what, uh, or I, I want to know what you think, but I just, it, how much I care about it is... Just don't be a dickhead about it. <laughs> um, you can find uh, our website at uh, pmrpodcast.wordpress.com, and uh, hopefully we have some relevant stuff up there by the time this releases. Um, yeah. Cool. Tight. See you next time. Thanks for listening. Bye, guys. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to Pocket Monster Radio. Today's episode was recorded and edited at Woodchuck Studios in Cincinnati, Ohio. The theme song for today's episode is Pokemon Theme Remix by Tony Lays. Originally composed by Junaki Masuda. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Looks like Pocket Monster Radio's blasting off again. <laughs>